731 here on your community radio station. Time now, as we usually do on Monday mornings, to check in live on the telephone with R.W. Estella for a word in Edgewise. Good morning, R.W. Hey, good morning, Allison. The March-April cusp provided plenty of variety this past week, beginning with the rain that at least temporarily assuaged many of our anxieties about the ever-increasing danger of forest fires in mid-coastal and down-east Maine. April Fool's Day gave way to sun in the afternoon, so that my fishing buddy Bob and I enjoyed a few halcyon hours alongside several streams, seduced by their swift-flowing promises of brook trout. Then Good Friday, unusually warm for early April this year, found my girlfriend and me in the evening at the Orono Community Center as first-time attendees of the Orono Land Trust annual meeting to hear what George Jacobson Maine State Climatologist and Professor Emeritus of Botany and Quaternary Studies had to say in his presentation, Climate Change and Maine's Landscapes, Past and Future. We were also there to see a 13,000-year-old walrus tusk that a friend of ours, Linwood White, had found while working on an Orono Land Trust site along the Stillwater River. White had brought the walrus tusk to the attention of Jacobson, who helped in getting the tusk analyzed. Midway through his presentation, replete with colorful graphics in a PowerPoint format, Jacobson made clear why finding a 13,000-year-old walrus tusk 40 miles inland in marine clay was as it should be. Since 13,000 years ago, most of coastal Maine, including Orono, was covered in ocean, which was populated by walruses. But Jacobson's comments about the walrus were merely an aside to the larger projects that Maine Governor John Baldacci has had Jacobson working on. Among them, a late 2007 request Baldacci made to the University of Maine to prepare a report on climate change. That report, titled Maine's Climate Future, an initial assessment, was issued in February 2009, and Jacobson touched on several of its salient features while also providing recent data gathered since the completion of the report. A couple of questions are central to Jacobson's latest work. First, what is the natural variability of the Earth's climate? And second, what are the underlying mechanisms? Along with those natural tendencies, Jacobson is also looking for anomalies, such as those dealing with temperatures during the first two months of 2010, which in Maine were 6 to 8 to 10 degrees above normal, depending upon what part of the state the readings were taken. Because Jacobson's interests in climate cover thousands of years, Interesting vocabulary is generated with phrasing such as paleoclimatology and terrestrial paleoecology entering the discussion. On a human scale, the range of time studied by paleoclimatologists is daunting. During the past 800,000 years, the Earth has had one ice age every 100,000 years. The most recent glacial maximum for Maine was 20,000 years ago when the Laurentide ice sheet extended from the Canadian Arctic down across the Gulf of Maine. Maine's Climate Future Report holds that, quote, the first Native Americans who entered this area around 12,000 years ago almost certainly walked on the last remnants, close quote, of that huge ice sheet. Our present interglacial period, known as the Holocene, encompasses the past 11,000 years, and therefore the time during which human civilization as we know it has developed. Among the most interesting charts Jacobson presented were the two depicting human population measured as billions of people and atmospheric CO2 measured in parts per million, each along a span of the past 5,000 years, 
in other words, from 3000 B.C. to the present. Each graph's bold quantity line moved pretty much along the bottom of the graph until about the middle of the 18th century, that is, the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. Then within that brief 250-year span, each graph's bold quantity line went from near the base of the graph to the top of the graph in a steep, almost 90-degree angle to numbers approaching 7 billion people and 390 parts per million of atmospheric CO2, respectively. Unmistakably, the two measures, one from historical records and the other from ice core samples, were directly linked. Of course, graphs for other chemicals added to the atmosphere, nitrogen, CFC, CH4, sulfur, mercury, copper, and lead, and for the accretion of atmospheric radioactivity, plotted out similarly. An old saying goes, climate is what we expect, weather is what we get. Accordingly, projections posed by the Maine's Climate Future Report are that in the future our state will experience increases in warmth and in precipitation. The report finds that Spring River runoff is occurring two to three weeks earlier than in 1990, and that the state's horticultural hardiness zones have also changed to a measurable degree in the past 20 years. And that's the recent gist of it for the Acadian eco-region in which we dwell. From Orono, Maine, have a great day.